Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanel. I have literally entered my home. I'm uh, I'm walking in like I've literally I'm taking off my shoes and everything. Listen, I just came back from watching Venom. Let there be carnage. These are my initial reactions. I'm not going to do a full in-depth review just yet. I'm going to watch it a second time. Um, I'm going to watch it a second time and just kind of go from there. Because uh, I want to give a, a pretty in-depth review. Not like in-depth, in-depth, but like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, point is, um, I I watched it, you know, I did. And I, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm spoilers. Uh, I don't know why you would not. If you're listening, it's kind of understood, right? The, the title implies that you know spoilers are happening here. So, but I have to. Uh, I'm obligated to, you know, verbally let you know within the episode, like, hey, <laughs> spoilers. Um, holy cow! Listen. Uh, <laughs> ah! First of all, the movie is once again mediocre. I um, we have to separate the credits from the movie, right? So I'm not going to talk about the credits yet, but that is the main part of what we're going to talk about. Don't worry if you <laughs> if you have seen the movie. Uh, yes, we will talk in depth. But for now, let's talk. I'm just summarize the movie a little bit. Carnage is an absolute, absolute badass. Oh, Sony did right. Sony, Sony did a good job. Sony, uh, <laughs> stepped up. They, they stepped up. Um, they did Carnage right. The look of him. I'm not going to talk about his character and, and, and everything at this point right now. Just his appearance. He looks extremely menacing. He's huge. He's just powerful. Uh, and he's just a problem. And just leaves a wake of destruction wherever he goes. Just, just chaos. And dare I say Carnage everywhere he goes. It's, it's great. Um, he looks great. It's great. And, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, the movie, it just, it was, it was okay. I mean, it it had some solid moments, but once again, Venom and Eddie basically carried a movie. And even then, they actually, I I feel like the chemistry might have been a little off. Um, I think what happened was Sony saw that everyone loved Venom and Eddie. And so they dialed it up. And I think they might have done a little too much. Eddie, not Eddie. Venom has a lot of, you know, those like voice in your head moments that Venom has whenever Eddie's interacting with people. Venom will just start saying stuff and, and you know, and it's supposed to be a laugh. Maybe half the time it it it, it lands the us in the theater that we're listening, you know, we're watching the movie. None of us really laughed out loud. There were I could hear like chuckles every once in a while when Venom would say something, but it 
there wasn't a lot of, oh, you know, like, ha! Like, there was, it just was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it, it, it worked, they, it wasn't landing. Venom wasn't landing as well with uh, Eddie as maybe the first movie. Um, with that said, okay, that was the best part of the movie. Uh, there really wasn't much else happening here. Uh, the story of Cletus Cassidy trying to basically find his long lost love. That's what it all boils down to. It's like, uh, I, you know, I don't like, you couldn't tell if you really actually were supposed to care or if you didn't, were you scared of like you? there was no, like, real actual story, like, this is happening, we need to stop him. It was just more of, like, half the movie was Eddie and Venom having, like, a bromance. They're, they're, they're lovers, and they broke up, and it's it's a weird... It was a weird movie. Um, not to say, you know, like... I mean, it's an alien and a human. I will say, though, Venom... So Venom and Eddie, they separate. Uh, and Venom goes out basically night on the town. And I'm, Venom, Venom is funny. Venom is funny on his own. There's a scene in the nightclub that he goes to and he's got, he takes the microphone, he starts talking. And I think it was funny. Like I, it was, it was like cool to watch. But Sony almost felt like they were trying to get political with Venom. It was a weird... It, the, it was just all over the place. Like, I don't... There seemed like there was a message that Sony was trying to convey. But they were sending various... Not even a message. They were, they were trying to convey multiple messages within this movie. They were talking about friendship. And, and then it, Venom implied that he... It was like some kind of metaphor of, I'm guessing the party he went to was like a LGBTQ party. It felt like, it felt like, some, I, I don't know, like Venom started talking about as if he was being let out of the closet, like Eddie was ashamed of him as if he's like the boyfriend, quote unquote. And, like, he's not ready to come out of the closet. Because he even says, Venom even says specifically, I'm out of the Eddie closet. Like, there's this weird, under, very small undertone that only exists in that nightclub. It never happens or it comes up as a thing ever again. Just in that nightclub, there's, like, a weird undertone where, like, he's freeing himself from this this lover. And he, he he's proud to be himself and it. It's just an odd... It was just odd. And they kept telling different... You know, stories and stuff. And Anna got involved in her, her fiancé, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, because apparently Dave proposed to her. So she, she meets up with Eddie towards the beginning of the movie. Meets up with Eddie, which is weird. She, you know, hey, let's sit down and talk. Let me show you my ring that I got. But she never says it. She just puts her hand out with the ring on. I listen. It was just an odd movie. It just felt all over the place. And I think 
I think honestly, Sony focused on uh, the, the the from the financial and production standpoint, they focused on Venom and Carnage and their symbiote suits. The the CGI, I guess it's CGI, right? The 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 effects of the symbiotes and Carnage and Venom are okay. They look. They don't look realistic. Like, how can I say this? They don't look like they could be a part of the world. And maybe that's the point. They are aliens, right? But they look cartoonish. Like, it looks obviously cartoonish. Okay. Live, how many live action movies? Okay, here's one. Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? All those movies that came out and the Chipmunks were like, you know, live action versions of the cartoon. You knew they were cartoon, but they also seemed to be able to still like exist within the world. And again, maybe that's not a great example because Chipmunks are real to the world. So of course they would still look blended in even as a CGI thing. Uh, but like Venom and Carnage, they kind of look like obvious cartoon, like a Space Jam, Bugs Bunny to LeBron or MJ type of thing. I have not seen the uh, New Legacy movie. I, I haven't seen it. I don't care. I wasn't a big, huge fan of the first Space Jam, and I'm an NBA fan. I I, I just I. But anyway. You know, who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, those kind of cartoony looking, like, it, you're clearly a cartoon. Like, you clearly do not have any place here. You don't even look like you're a real whatever you are. You just look like a cartoon. Um, and that the, the movements of the, the symbiotes are kind of rigid. They don't look fluid. They look kind of like if the production team had a little more time to work on it, which ironically, after everything with COVID, you could have gone back in if you really wanted to and touched up some of the stuff. They could have made it a lot more fluid. Um, so I couldn't help but get like a kind of robotic stiff vibe from them when they walk. And maybe that's by design. I don't know. But it just, it kind of took me out of the realism of the suit itself. Venom looked fine. He looked like his usual self, you know. What we saw he looked kind of slightly different though. I'm not gonna lie. Something seemed different about him. But I, I don't have that trained eye and that trained expertise and terminology to be able to say what it was. I just felt there was something off about his design. Um and you know, Carnage looked fine when he, you know, full blown Carnage and everything. Um so with all that said, there was one interesting little tidbit with the Carnage suit that I don't really understand about. Uh, it, it It's kind of glossed over. They don't really talk about it that much. But I'm trying to remember now. Help me, help me guys. Listen, uh, the original Venom movie, okay? Did Venom insert himself into like electronics and just control them? Has he done that? Because in this movie, uh, Carnage, he's able to get inside of a computer and just do a very, very, very quick search on the, uh, you know, uh, Cletus's long lost girl, uh, wife, uh, Francis, 
this thing. And I, I just, I saw that and I'm thinking to myself, like, what? No. Like, I literally said that out loud in the theater. Not loud, like, to interrupt. But, like, I said it to myself, like, no. Because he just inserts his tentacles and in, into the, where it looks like the USB port would be. And kind of just, oh, okay, here she is. This, was, this is where they're holding her. And I just, what? Yeah, because, uh... <clears throat> Cletus and Francis, they were, um, and Ravencroft, uh, in some kind of facility. I, I was it Raven? I know they showed Ravencroft at some point. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where they were. And then they took, um, they took Francis away. She, uh, is Shriek. Now we don't know how she gets her powers. Um, uh, we have no idea. If you read the comics, you, you have an idea. But, like, the movie never tells you how this happens. She just is able to shriek very loudly and bust people's ears. So they, they take her away. She's, she's talking to Cletus like, hey, look, you know, my powers are getting kind of out of hand. They want to take me somewhere where it's more secure. I can better contain my situation. <clears throat> so that's how they're separated. And so Cletus, after a, a good while... Um, because they flash back. This conversation happened in 1996. So that was 1996. Now, to keep things in perspective, Let There Be Carnage was supposed to come out in 2020. So we're going to just reference it as a 2020 storyline, timeline, whatever. Obviously, COVID happened and pushed it back. But it is, we have to go back to... Tw- I know you may not want to go back to 2020. <laughs> but we, we got to go back to 2020. So... That's what happened with 2020. That's fine. That's cool. Um, so basically, uh, 24-ish years, roughly, later, right? 96 to 2020. It's like 24 years, give or take. Uh, you know, the exact dates of things. And, um, you know, I... Cletus is going to get the death penalty, and he he still has an obsession with Eddie Brock. Like he wants, he only wants to talk to Eddie Brock. He only wants Eddie Brock to visit him, and we don't really know why. He just says, "I like you." It's kind of the same thing with Venom. Like when Eddie's like, "Well, why do you? Why do you?" And Venom's like, oh, I, "I like you. I'm not going to destroy anything. I like you. Like it's just we're just going to brush it off as I like you." That's what happens with Cletus. He's constantly talking to only Eddie and doesn't really say much. But like this detective believes that Eddie just knows everything about Cletus. And that's just not the case. It's a very weird plot line that seems to come out of nowhere. Like Eddie and Cletus have no kind of history. Why would Cletus just randomly decide I want to just be around Eddie all the time? And towards the end of the movie, when Cletus is defeated as Carnage, he says to Eddie, I just wanted your friendship. No, what? Like, sure. Some people can say, all right, well, he's mentally, you know, ill, and he may have not been able to convey that properly. But I'm sorry. You literally just absolutely no version of their interactions would imply that he wants to be Eddie's friend. I'm not sure what what the... Like, we don't know what the real end game was. If that was the end game, I don't know why... I, 
nothing made sense. I'm telling you, the movie is just an odd sequence of events to advance the ultimate story of Carnage. That's it. There, there is no, well, how, well, why? <clears throat> like, the, I guess the team of writers, they wrote a script. Now, I don't know if Sony stepped in and said, uh, no. And it was, you know, it used to be a good movie. Now it's just a mediocre movie. I don't know. But all I know is that the script is lacking a lot of whys for different actions and sayings and, and happenings. There's no why to it. It just happens. And you're just there watching it, and it happens. And that was the first movie. The this, this stuff just happened. And it was like, oh, okay, that happened. And you moved on. And it's, it's, you couldn't pause the movie if you're in the theater. So you had to literally move on and hope that it made sense later. And it it doesn't. Like, it, at the end, it just did not. It it was that bad, you know. So I, just, I, yeah, yeah. See, see how you're listening to me, like make these sound effects. You're thinking, is there something wrong? That's that's watching the movie. You're you're gonna make those sounds if you watch the movie. You're just gonna how what? That's you. So if you haven't watched it, be prepared. Okay, you. I I guess. If you really, I'll, I'll talk about the end. I'll talk about who should watch the movie and who should just wait for it to show up on streaming on Netflix. I, I, I'll i talk about that at the end. Uh, but like I said, it's an okay movie. Venom and uh, Eddie do a great job. Carnage looks awesome. And uh, that's about it. Did, was it better than the first? Mm. Um, that's tough. That's actually pretty tough. And and not in a good way. If if your first movie was not all that good, and the second movie you don't know if it's better or not, you, you yeah. But um, I'm gonna go with. I think I need time. I think I'm probably going to change my mind. I want to say the second movie is actually a little better. Um. But I I it, it neither one of these movies are gonna be. Winning any kind of anything award, uh, I can't imagine. You know, like the Rotten Tomato, Rotten Tomato score for the first movie is like thirty percent. Uh, let let me look at it right now. I know, I think it's like around thirty. I forget the audience score. Um, let's see. Venom. <laughs> Yeah, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me uh hit the website and see. Audience score is 81%. I it's just one of those weird movies that people you, you loved it or hated. The critics hated it. Us as the audience loved it. I probably lean toward if I had to score it, I would score it like maybe a 50 to 60%. Um I don't think it was as bad as 30%, no. But 81% seems kind of high for that. Um, so, you know, I, look, (laughs) it's an okay movie. If you like the first, here's a, here's an example. If you like the first one, right? The first movie, 
and you're, you're one that would give it an 81%, you're probably going to give it another 80-something percent. It's, 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 very, it's, it's very much basically the same kind of movie. It, so if you love the first one, you're going to love the second one. If you hated the first one, you're going to hate the second one. If you were in between on the first, you're going to be in between with the second. That's, I think it's safe to say they are very close together in terms of quality. If you're a big Carnage fan, you'll probably like the second one more just because of Carnage and how badass he looks. Like he, oh, I'm, I could watch a, a movie of just him just killing everything. Like he really just, I could. I could. Like, you spun him off and just... But he dies in the end of the movie, so... Well, Venom bites off Cletus's head, so I imagine that Cletus is dead. He reabsorbs the symbiote. He reabsorbs Carnage um, and just eats him. He eats Carnage and then bites Cletus's head. So, uh, safe to say we're not going to see any more Carnage unless someone else randomly bites Eddie Brock... And ends up with some bloody symbiote or symbiote, yeah, some bloody symbiote, whatever, uh, from Eddie. <laughs> that seems to be the way to transfer. Uh, I guess if Eddie gives a blood transfusion to somebody, that blood will make someone else turn into a symbiote hybrid thing. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. But initial reactions are complete. Like I said, I want to do a more in depth once I watch the second time. <clears throat> now. Let's let's talk about the big piece. The mid-credit scene that blows everything up. If you enjoy this content, consider subscribing to the Ultimate Subscription. I go into great detail about the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, including weekly reviews of the issues. I uh, I gotta tell you, when I, and I've talked about this leading up to the movie's release, when I went into the theater, I had like a, a mental checklist of things I would look out for. One of the things I was looking out for were little Easter eggs that would mention or imply a connection to the MCU. That's... That's pretty much what I was looking for, right? And throughout the movie, it was like, uh, there were like a couple of things that kind of like, oh, maybe. There was one point where uh, Cletus was writing a letter, like a postcard to Eddie. And a spider crawls on to the postcard and he squashes it with his hand and then he licks his hand. Um, I kill bugs consistently with my hand, including flies. I have pretty great reaction and speed and reflex, all these different things, whatever. I've never once thought about licking my hand of the remains of, of the bug. That, that, that did disturb me. That was, uh, that, that did, I don't really get grossed out much, um, but that, that, I loved Fear Factor, but that, uh, yeah. Anyway. So we had that. There were a couple of like other little, like the Daily Bugle stuff, you know, same exact logo for the Sam Raimi movies. But we all knew that was like going to be in there. 
Um, you know, nothing really said, oh, hey, look, <clears throat> you know, here's a Spider-Man reference or this or that. Like, there wasn't a lot of it in there. When I watch it the second time, maybe I'll pick up on more stuff. But it seemed like it still kept itself completely detached from the idea of a Spider-Man. Um, until the mid credit scene. So the movie ends with Venom and Eddie basically on the run. Uh, the idea is that they are wanted fugitives from, you know, whatever they're wanted for, I guess, for killing Cletus. I don't, I, I'm not really sold on why they would be wanted. Um, does anyone know that Eddie is like responsible for these things? Like, I don't, I don't see what the connection directly is to Eddie that he would need to be on the run. I don't, I, Venom maybe, but I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm having a hard time, but whatever, it's fine. They are on this, like, it looks like a beach, right? And they kind of end next to the shore. They're on the shore and the beach is, and it's nice and, and the credits start to roll. Cool, fine. Um, but everyone in the theater has an idea. No one moved. Number one, any Marvel movie, even if, whether it's an MCU or with the Fox movies or whatever, whatever had the Marvel logo in it, you just, we were conditioned. We are conditioned to just stay and wait for something to happen. <clears throat> so no one moved. No one moved. We all sat there. And they had the, some of the credits start to roll or whatever. And then it came. We go back. And it looks like Venom and Carnage are, Carnage, wow. Venom and Eddie are lying on a, on a bed inside of this dinky looking room. It looks like they may have rented out like a, 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 a hut. They almost look like they're inside of like a hut or fortune teller's spot or something. Like it's a weird looking thing. And, um, you know, Venom is talking to Eddie about how, you know, because Eddie's like, man, I feel like you don't tell me everything. Like, you don't open up. And Venom is like, uh, what was it, 800 million years or 800 billion years? A long time. Venom's been around for a long time. And he's basically like, everything that I know, if I were to give to you, your head, your little mind would just explode. And Eddie's like, well, I mean, what does that even mean? Like, Eddie seems confused. I don't know. I got it. I understood what that meant. But okay, whatever. So Venom's like, all right, fine. I'll give you like a tiny little piece of what I know. You know, just enough so you won't die from it. Blah, 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 blah. And just as Venom says, here we go, the room starts to shake. Everything starts to shake. We hear this sound effect that sounds like a... uh, Something being absorbed and shifted, like a that was bad. And then what happens is the room transforms into a nice, elegant, nicely lit room. There's a swan towel next to them, and Eddie and Brenda were freaking out, like, "What happened? What? What is? What is this?" Then the TV comes to life with breaking news. And we hear, we hear, now look, those of you that have like a flat, 
just about all of us have a flat screen, right? So you have your TV at home. I just want you to, if you can, if you're at home, I want you to stand like off to the side of the TV where you can barely see this, what's on the screen. You can see what's on the screen, but it's not like a full picture, right? Like you don't have a full idea of what's happening on the screen. That's the angle that we as the audience have when the, when the TV comes on. So we don't see like a full screen of what's happening. We only see the side screen right now. But the voice is not mistakable. And we are still able to see just enough. We see <clears throat> Jonah Jameson on the screen. Acted by the one... The only J.K. Simmons. God bless him. And he looks just the same as when we saw him at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. It looks just like him. So your initial thought is, oh, there must be some breaking news and this is going to like connect us. It'll be another little Easter egg. Oh, okay. He's going to talk about some random Spider-Man gibberish or something happening. No. Venom and uh, Eddie got launched into the universe, the MCU universe, at the same exact time that the news is breaking that Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person. We see Tom Holland's face plastered on the screen in costume, right, as Peter Parker. With no mask. Let me tell you something. Let let me just... I was not expecting this. Now, there were articles... Maybe like a week or two ago... That said that the uh, end credits... Was going to basically tell you... That everything was connected to the MCU... I did not think it would be as explicit as this, but I also never read those articles. I did not want to be spoiled of that potential thing. That was one thing I kept from myself. That's why I never talked about it here on the podcast. But honey, when I saw that, the entire theater, united, gasped. I, I, I swear everyone had to have said something like, oh, my God. Like I heard random, oh, my God. I heard, oh, shit. Like I heard all just one unified surprise. Holy cow. Right. Like this was just amazing to me. And it opened up so many things because <clears throat> I wasn't expecting this. And, and let me say what I mean. I thought, if anything, No Way Home would be the movie to branch out and bring other universes in. What I did not expect was for uh, this whole Venom movie, a random little Venom movie, to just dive right in and say, we're part of the MCU. Now, here's the thing. Here's what makes this really interesting. Remember this, okay? This goes back to Spider-Man. Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home are Sony movies. 
Understand this. They are Sony movies that take place within the MCU. So in theory, Sony could do whatever they wanted with those movies. And so Sony probably would never be able to work with Disney and say, hey, here's Venom. Along, he's fighting against Iron Man or Captain America or somebody, right? Sony wouldn't be able to do that. But because Sony has a connection to the MCU and they own that connection, they can make any reference to that connection that they want. So by connecting Venom to Spider Man, They have now essentially connected Venom to the MCU. That is what we just saw. There is no more speculation. There is no more I wonder. There is no more could this be. The only thing that we're left with is how did this happen, right? So obviously, this happened before Peter went to Doctor Strange. So I I do wonder if Sony is using the Loki show, the Loki finale, to change Venom's reality. Um, I'm not sure. Remember, there is no time stone, right? It's it's it got placed back in its time where it had to be. Remember the Avengers went and pulled it. The original Infinity Stones were destroyed, right? Thanos destroyed the stones. So the Avengers had to go back in time to gather the stones from different like timeline situations in order to reverse the staff and to do everything. And then they went Captain America went back and put them back. So the current timeline that we see technically has no Infinity Stones. So it's not like, you know, an Affinity Stone changed the time and and something happened. I'm not sure. I I guess we'll get an explanation. It sounds like whatever happened with Loki might have been the thing. The problem with Loki is that Loki just created multiple timelines. But that doesn't mean that those timelines converge or mingle or coexist, Right? So there's a weird situation that we've never seen before where one timeline, one universe merges into another. And we've seen this in the comics plenty of times, right? But we haven't seen it in the MCU and we still technically haven't. We've only seen this with Venom. This is huge implications. This is weird implications. What does that mean for No Way Home? Folks, is Venom going to be in No Way Home? Venom's Venom's response to seeing Peter on the screen, he licks the screen and basically is like, yeah, I, I want that. That's tasty. I want that. Is he going to show up in No Way Home? Oh my, listen, I was not expect. when I tell you I wasn't expecting this, I was not expecting this. Now look. My initial gut reaction says no, he's not. Um, my initial reaction is more of 
we just Sony wanted to just say, hey, look, this is part of the MCU. We're we're part of the MCU now. The Spider-Man universe is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's what Sony wanted to say with this cutscene. I don't cutscene with this, uh, you know, credit scene. But the thing about it is, this on if if Venom is going to meet with Tom, uh, okay, if Tom Hardy is going to meet with Tom Holland, Tom Holland has to re-sign and do a new contract because he's no longer he far. No Way Home is his last movie under contract with Sony for Spider-Man stuff. So unless Holland comes back to the table and says, sign me up for whatever, we still will not see Venom and Spider-Man as we currently see them. Share the screen. Fight side by side or fight against each other or whatever it is. We're not going to see it. I don't believe he's in No Way Home. I don't believe that. Um... I don't. However, now that this movie has come out, if he is going to be in this next movie, if he is going to be in No Way Home, a trailer for No Way Home will probably include a sign or an Easter egg that he would be involved in the movie. But I just don't think that. I just don't think he's in the movie. Uh, But... Venom is now basically essentially inside of the MCU. This, like I said, this is just huge ramifications for what Sony can do moving forward. Now, just remember, Morbius has uh, Michael Keaton in the movie. He is currently listed as playing the Vulture in that movie. So this isn't the first, like, okay. So Venom, that scene is the first indication on screen. But basically, we've known for a while that these two universes were going to be linked to some kind of degree, to a certain extent, whatever it is. Venom uh, is the first on-screen movie from Sony to basically, flat out, not even basically, flat out say, yes, this is, we're, we're one and the same now. We're connected. And that's just, I just, it's interesting. I don't know what... You know, I don't know what's going to happen now between the two franchises. I don't know what they're going to do. Here's the thing. Here's what I need everyone to understand. This is a one. This is a one-sided acknowledgement. Marvel. I highly doubt is going to acknowledge any of Venom, Morbius, Craven, all these guys. Marvel movies will continue to do what they're doing. They will not care. All Sony needed was that one little scene, that one little cutscene there. That's all they needed to now they can just sell any movie that comes forward from here on, they can just sell, oh yeah, that's we're in part of the MCU. And they can make little nods to Captain America and Iron Man and all these different things. They can make little nods and stuff. They probably wouldn't be able to explicitly say such and such. But they can constantly sprinkle all kinds of MCU references throughout their movies. I this is just the beginning, folks. This is the beginning of Sony's comeback um, with the Spider-Man universe that they have repurposed. And I gotta give them a lot of credit. 
they they've done a a good job. They've done a fantastic job with it. Uh, I just wish the movies that they've had so far were better. Venom is not that good, and Let There Be Carnage is basically the same in terms of quality. So you know. The Spider-Man movies are good, but Marvel is also involved. So you have to wonder, you know, what degree of, like, the contributions made those movies as good as they are. I, I think... I'm kind of wondering. So, if we... Oh, boy. If we, I guess... Let's play a game, right? What do we expect to see moving forward? I've been saying that No Way Home was going to signal the end of Spider-Man in the MCU. Because I thought No Way Home was basically going to be the movie that connects Venom to the MCU. I did not realize Venom was the one connecting. So it seems more apparent that Sony is definitely ready to... Pull the plug on Spidey inside the MCU. I think they're going to use this movie. They're going to use the Spider-Man movie combined to say, this is all connected to what we're doing over here. So if you want to follow Spider-Man and and all of these other characters, come watch these movies over here. I wonder if Fox did that. Like if Fox were able to do something like that. Would they have been bought out by Disney? Or would they have been successful enough? Like, imagine if they were able to lend the Fantastic Four to the MCU. Imagine Bruce Banner, Tony Stark, and Reed Richards trying to figure out how to make uh, Ultron. You know, like, imagine these different things happening. And if Fox and Marvel would have that same similar thing that Sony is trying to build with uh, with Marvel. It's just so interesting. And we'll never know. But I wish that that happened. I would love to have an entire, this large universe of movies from different studios that are all like loosely connected so that you can enjoy the movies and they can interact with other heroes that you love to see, but they still have their own style and flavor, right? Like again, these Venom movies, could ne- they would never be a thing in the MCU. Disney is way too PG-13 friendly for what we saw in these movies, right? I'm still scared for Deadpool. I'm still scared of what they're going to do with him. I, you know, his his movies were fire, but part of it was just how obnoxious and and flat out inappropriate at times the movies can be. And there's no way. Like there's just no way. So, I, you know, to see the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, you know, loosely connected to the MCU, uh, but owned by Fox, you know, it would have been nice to see. And, um, but here we are, at least we have something. 
And I think Sony is on the right track. So good job on them. And these next two Sony movies, No Way Home and Morbius, I think are really going to solidify this connection. Remember, Morbius has Vulture. So you, you got to imagine that Vulture is going to bring some memories of Spider-Man and perhaps Tony Stark. His, his, his primary antagonist was Tony Stark, right? So, you know, like, in terms of, like, what happened with the Avengers and him trying to steal Tony Stark's uh, technology and all this stuff. So, you know, it, I'm still frustrated. Spider-Man's first two solo movies in the MCU are basically him fighting Iron Man's ghosts. Like, it's, you know, I, like it had nothing to do with Spidey, honestly. Like, Spidey was just there. But they had an agenda against Iron Man and or the Avengers. Like, it, it, it was weird. But anyway, you know, you got the situation where Sony is in position now to really solidify that connection. They, they can expand now. The, the Spider-Man movie is going to blow it up and then Morbius is going to solidify it. So if we had to think about this, I think Venom's cutscene there is more like the... Uh, we're in the grocery store gathering the ingredients, right? Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be we're home. We put the ingredients in the bowl. We mix it up, we put it in the oven, and we bake it, and it's a cake, right? Morbius, I'm wondering if Morbius is just the icing on this cake. And I think these three, you know, you need these three things, right? You need these three steps in order to bake a cake. You got to get the ingredients, you got to put the ingredients together and bake it, and then, you know, you add some dressing to it, right? Like we, as people, you know, we were made or evolved, whatever you want to believe in, but Whatever we evolved from had to be made at some point. So whatever. We were made and we're naked. And I'm sure a lot of us look pretty nice naked. I'm sure. You know, right? Whatever. But we still dress ourselves in some clothing. Um, and we become the complete package of what we are and what society, you know, has dictated to be appropriate. So I think that's a really weird analogy of how I'm feeling about everything, but whatever, it's fine. It's cool. It's great. What we're talking about here at this point is that we have a a brand new thing to look forward to for No Way Home. No Way Home, we still don't, you know, We there could be multiple Spider-Men. I don't know. We're not entirely sure, but I think we can be confident in the idea that whatever No Way Home and I thought this too, like I already thought this, but now more than ever, No Way Home is going to connect Venom and, and the whole Spider-Man universe to the MCU. And I, I still think that the Spider-Man, whether it's Tom, Toby, or Andrew, one of them is going to branch off and become the primary Spider-Man of the Spider-Man universe. Because, once again, how do you have a universe named after a character that does not exist in the universe? Doesn't make sense. So, I think this is Spider-Man's last MCU movie. 
I think Sony did what they needed to do to connect the two universes. So even though he's not going to be explicitly in the MCU, he is still and always is connected to it. <clears throat> Sony is playing it smart. Because, I mean, look. Yes, they are basically relying on Marvel and Disney to carry them. But also, they are still loosely connected so that they can live on their own. If like the MCU falters in quality, Sony can still operate on its own. They, they did it the right way. They, they set themselves up perfectly on both sides. So regardless of how well the MCU does, they stand to profit just from having this initial connection to the universe. Um, and Spider-Man continues to be the most profitable character uh, of all comics. <laughs> so, you know, say what you want, but he's the king. He's, 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 he is the king. So, next I want to talk about, like, who should watch Venom? Who is Venom for? Uh, or should we just watch? Should we just wait for Netflix? Hey, if you really like this content here on the podcast, you should check out my spinoff newsletter, Real Life Spider Man. I share awesome stories of people dressed as our favorite web slinger. Check me out on Twitter at Delanel Tweets to find the newsletter. Right. So, you're wondering, after all of this that Delano has talked about, should I go see it? Should I spend money to go to the theater to watch it? The answer depends, obviously, on who you are as a fan or a watch, a moviegoer or a movie watcher, you know. So let's break it down. First... If you are a fan of anything Spider-Man or Spider-Man related, go see the movie. Do it. Assuming that you're perfectly fine going out outside, you know, COVID is still a thing and, and everything is happening, whatever. If you're, like, assuming you're comfortable with it, go see it. Do it. Go out. Watch it. Okay. If you're a fan, you know, if you're a Marvel fan, Go. See it. Uh, if you are specifically a Venom fan and or Carnage fan, go. See it. There are not a lot of scenarios where I would tell you not to. But continuing on. If you like dark comedy, dark horror, go. See it. Okay? Um, dark horror. Is there a light horror? What? Dark comedy, um, you know, black humor, whatever you want to call it. Definitely go see the movie. Um, not a lot of gore. There's a lot of implication of gore. Like, there's a lot of stabbing. Um, it's a lot of stabbing and piercing of, of, of people. And they die. And um, so it's bad. But it, there's just not much bloodshed, interestingly enough. So, you know, if you like... The concept of like, you know, aliens and how they kind of whatever. You might want to see it. This is not a very good alien type of movie. Um, you, you don't get that kind of sci-fi vibe from it. It is not very sci-fi heavy. Um, aliens are involved, but it's not very sci-fi heavy. So it's okay to watch it. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Now, if you like a good movie, good quality movie, good writing, good pacing, it all comes together, stay away. Stay far. Far away. Just just don't. Just don't. If you want a movie that will give you a nice eye piece of eye candy to look at, and it's 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 engaging. The visuals are engaging, and these two monsters or aliens are duking it out. Definitely go watch. Go watch it. It looks it looks nice. Uh, it looks nice. If you know if you like a buddy, if you like a story of friendship, go ahead. Venom and Eddie are a nice little story of friendship um, and brothers. They they have a weird and I said it earlier, but there's like a weird brotherly friendly. Lovery vibe between them. Um, definitely a complicated relationship that they have. And um, <clears throat> so if you like that kind of aspect of, of, of stories and stuff, go watch it. It's fine. It's not the best you've seen, but it's fine. It's fine. The movie is fine. At, 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 at a lot of the best qualities of the movie are fine. There are some that are really bad and then there are some that are great. But mostly, it's it's a fine movie. It's one of those movies you ultimately you can wait for it to be on Netflix. I mean, you you it, again. In case you do not know, Sony has signed an agreement with Netflix where after the initial theatrical release of a Sony movie, it will stream on Netflix exclusively. Um, and then after that, the MCU movies. Like No Way Home, for instance, would go to Disney Plus, and then Disney Plus will finally be able to complete their live, except for the Hulk movie, will finally be able to complete their library of MCU movies. So uh, you have that going on too. Um, if you are in fact a fan of the MCU, you probably cannot wait. You'll need to watch it because now more than ever, it looks like No Way Home will definitely spoil. Some things about the Venom movie, kinda. I mean, there that it's a mid-credit scene, so it's not like technically, I guess, like officially part of the movie. It's just a little bonus add-on type of thing. Uh, but movies these days are starting to take it more seriously. Like the after-credit scene is officially part of the movie, which is fine, and I think that's how it should be. But I know back in the day, it used to be kind of like a little bonus, little. Oh, hi, a little extra thank you for you guys. Um, but it's turned into more of a extended cut type of thing, where it's like you almost feel like it's an extra add-on scene that they just wanted to put in there. Sometimes it's, it feels like a deleted scene, right, where they might flash back to like a part of the movie that wasn't shown on screen, and now they decide to show you. So like, depending on what kind of movie and stuff, like you could take it seriously or not. But anyway, if you like to watch these movies in order and be up to date as much as possible, you will have to go out and see the movie. Um, You're just going to have to. Sorry. Sorry. You know what I just thought? The Morbius movie is connected to the Venom movie. Like this, It's a universe shared. Now I have to wonder... Whatever brought Venom over to the MCU, would that happen to Morbius? And is that why Morbius talks to 
vulture. Because now he's been catapulted into... Oh my gosh. We're going to have to do a Venom uh, Venom and Morbius. Like We're going to have to do a, a separate episode for that line of thought. Wow. That just hit hard. Wow. All this time I thought that the MCU was going to the, the Spider-Man universe. Like I thought No Way Home was going to pull us into... Little did I know the Spider-Man universe was going to zap its way into the MCU. And I guess that makes more sense. MCU is a lot bigger. Um, it's a lot more familiar. So yes, we'll have to travel to that place instead of them just bringing stuff to us. Um, so uh, yeah, sure. But uh, anyway, you guys let me know what you think about the movie. Uh, if you have seen it, you know, let me know what you think. Do you plan on seeing it? Um, and again, more, more, more times than not, I'm going to recommend you go watch it as soon as possible. Um, but it is perfectly fine, especially if you're more of a casual watcher. Go ahead and wait. Wait for it to hit up Netflix and you just watch it from there. Um, in the safety and comfort of your own home. I know some of us just do not want to go out. We don't want to deal with the elements. I get all of that. So, um, you know, to each his own. I'm glad that I went. I'm going to watch it a second time, do a more in-depth review of the movie itself. Definitely wanted to talk about the credit scene there. And some highlights and lowlights of the movie itself that, I, that caught my attention at first glance. Um. Yeah, good stuff. The movie was was mediocre, but the uh the the scene towards the end is yeah, good stuff. Just wanted to say thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for following, thank you for the comments. Just thank you. All right, carry on. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.